0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have Nick Gray, editor-in-chief of Fandroid, back on the show. And this is a chill episode. There actually wasn't a whole lot of hard-hitting news this week, uh, at least not stuff that we would really talk about on the show. But we do talk through a little bit of a very important day coming up, which is Mother's Day. Hopefully, you all have figured out all of your plans and your gifts for the mothers and wives in your lives. Uh, But after that, we do get into some talk about the Apple AirTag and I wanted to get uh, Fandroid's take on the Apple AirTags and whatnot. Uh, there are some uh, bits here about some devices. In the latter half of the show, we do talk about the update to the OnePlus Watch and if it would actually fix some of the issues that we've all been experiencing with OnePlus's first wearable. And then finally, Nick brings us his thoughts on the Samsung Galaxy A52. With all that said, let's go ahead and get into this episode of the Now Weekly Podcast. Enjoy. Good to have you back, Nick. I know you haven't been on for a little bit. Sorry, I, I said that while you're yawning. <laughs>
1: you make me bored. That's what it is. <laughs> it's I've been so bored. And I then didn't we have the whole. Back.
0: And then we have the whole time zone thing, of course. Uh, but yes, thank you for being back. Um, and yeah, I figured you know just for this week, it's going to be a chill cast. Uh, this week actually wasn't too heavy on the news, uh, for for what I could tell. the from the outlets that I read, including Pocket Now, but the thing is, Pocket Now doesn't really cover this too much. One of the main things that keeps happening is all of this talk about Apple versus Epic, and that's been an ongoing saga. So I know a lot of people are sort of extrapolating that. So yeah, I that's not what we're going to talk about on this show, but I'm just illustrating how that was like the only big news item that I feel like really happened this week. Um, that being said, though, one big thing is happening this week, which uh, I, I figured I'd have you on because you probably have a unique perspective on it. Um, what exactly do tech people like us gravitate to doing for the mothers slash, in your case, wives of in our lives for Mother's Day?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you are one of the thousands of tech sites out there you put together this wonderful list of tech products that you think (laughs) your wife slash mother would want to use and not to call a lot of them out but a lot of them are very sexist like the InstaPot is the number one, you know, electronic item that you should buy your wife. Oh my I mean, God! I, I, love your that wife you, should be in the kitchen cooking for you all the time. I love your, that you your said that.
0: Be. Not because I agree with that, or not that, not, or or any reason why. It's ironic that you mentioned that because yesterday for Cinco de Mayo, I was like, let me cook for today. Like, I feel like having some dope Mexican food and all of this. Like, it's not our holiday, but I'll give it up to some amazing Mexican food and drink and whatnot. Um, I have uh, I have a birria recipe that I do, that I, that I know pretty well now. And I can just like, I can call on it at any time. And I love the birria beef recipe that I make. It's a stew or a taco. Um, and then while we were talking about it, I was telling my parents like, oh, well, it's going to take me like four to six hours to, to simmer it, to get like the tender meat and whatnot. And then I was like, if we had an instant pot, it would only take like an hour. And my dad straight up just goes, okay, let's get it. (laughs) So it's funny that you mentioned that the instant pot is the number one item. And I ended up getting one yesterday.
1: (laughs) Well, and granted, I cooked. We made carnitas yesterday again for Cinco de Mayo, and I cooked it using our instant pot. (laughs) But it's it's one of those things where I've I've looked at you know probably a half dozen of those Mother's Day buying guides Mm -hmm. from tech sites, and all of them included things for the kitchen or specifically things for cleaning. And I'm like, how sexist is this? Where you know you get something for A father's day gift and it's a drone or something cool and fun while the mother's day gift is something to keep her in the kitchen or clean the house like they can enjoy a good drone as well I mean yeah there's there's nothing to say that they can't or a Nintendo switch right how many women love the Nintendo switch and being able to you know lock the kids away and use the switch while the kids aren't using it they need their own sometimes well what it
0: when it comes to tech websites isn't it sort of, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Um, it's kind of inherent because these are tech websites. So of course we already deal in products that are usually male dominated and male centric to begin with. And this is a very interesting conversation. I didn't know it would go here, but I love this already. Um, But yeah, isn't it sort of just inherent, though? Like, I'm looking at the verges, uh, and and again, we're not throwing shit at anybody, we're just pointing these things out. Uh, I'm looking at the verges, and it takes a while, it takes a while to scroll through it until you get to something that is not so techy. Like, it took me a long time until I finally hit, um, like, there's a charcuterie cheese board and knife set so that you can, you know, be, you know, you can... Uh, be a good host. Uh, there's, a, there's a tea mug. It took a while to finally hit the eight cup rice cooker from from Proctor Silex. Um, but everything above that for a tech publication makes sense. The number one, uh, the top item is the AirPods Pro. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. then, and then finally you come down and there's a limited edition Tile Pro with like designs on it. Um, streaming video subscription. I mean, I'm, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that's a great um, one to put in since there's so
1: many um and then this one is weird i'm sorry though that any any gift so many of these gifts on the list are here's a gift for you that can be shared with the family
0: oh sure i mean
1: right and it's like besides headphones which are typically not shared and um they they have the david's tea yeah. Uh, press on there, I, you I know things that like that that are um, not shared. So many of these things, like Netflix, here's a Netflix subscription that only you can use. Oh wait, I'm gonna watch all my sci-fi shows on it. Well, that's true. I mean,
0: I, I feel like you know years and years into like a mother's day thing or mother's day traditions, you end up getting items that everyone ends up enjoying or experiences. Like for example, I'm taking my mom out, but I'm also kind of treating the whole family out as a result. You know what I mean? So Mm. like ultimately more than one person benefits from it, you know? Um, I thought it was really interesting that there was a G 502 mouse on this list. I was like, okay, cool. Like, maybe there's a gamer mom and, and the they gamer exist. mom
1: they exist they do exist oh they do i mean so i um, <laughs> things that my wife does is like she um right now she's staying at home but she's looking to get her teacher's license again you know to go be a teacher mm-hmm. because she hasn't done that in years uh but as a side job she's doing some video editing so i was actually looking at you know Buying her a no- nice mouse because she she uses a laptop and she uses the trackpad on the laptop and it it, it works for her but it, you know anytime sometimes she comes up no it's not a Mac oh okay um, it's a, a Huawei laptop okay. which do have pretty good track pads but every so often I get her set up. Um, when I'm don't need my desk set up in my office and I, she brings her laptop up just because it's got all of her files on it, but then she connects it to, um, a USB dongle. So she can get my monitor, my laptop, my, sorry, my keyboard and my mouse. And she's like, Oh my gosh, this is such a good experience. I'm like, yeah, having a, you know, a desk set up specifically for video editing actually helps out quite a bit, bit rather than doing it on a laptop. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so, but, we don't have space for her to have a dedicated workstation because, I mean, she only does it two hours a week. Mm. But having some dedicated peripherals to assist with that, that would be only for her. They wouldn't be for me since I already have my own, right? Um, And, you know, get her something that, you know, is going to be beneficial to making her week a little bit better rather than, you know, struggling through video editing with a trackpad. Yeah. Um, So what are some...
0: What are some, what are historically some Mother's Day? Cause if anybody of them might be listening to this, you literally have two days um, at this point until Mother's Day. And if you're not already, oh, Oh, my God. Look, you see here. Here it comes. Like, I need to I still
1: need to make the reservation for Sunday. Like, I need to <laughs> if you have not made the reservation already, Josh, you cannot make a reservation anymore. Everything well, and here's the thing.
0: The place that we're taking her is a Japanese, uh, a Jap- like it's like Korean barbecue, but it's Japanese barbecue. Like, it's the same style. It's called yakiniku. Mm-hmm. So you have the grill in the middle, but it's Japanese meats. Um I don't think they take it. And I don't I don't think they would really take reservations anyway, but I gotta check. Um I'm gonna do this live on the show. Just gotta <laughs> just gotta make sure. <laughs> oh my god, I, I swear I swear if it's if it's if it's all sold out, I'm gonna be so bad. Uh time. Five thirty party size, five people reserved now.
1: Oh, okay, we're good. We're good. You're good. Good. <laughs> because yeah. That that would be bad if you couldn't get that reservation. Yeah oh maybe
0: maybe i'm wrong hold on for the time that we want to go it's yeah so we're gonna to have to go a little bit earlier or a little bit later so i'm gonna to have to check in with them i'm terrible <laughs> uh, but this was the other thing too like last year's mother's day there was i i think because the usual thing that i get are like experiences um or relaxation so um i first things that come to mind are like i want to Take them out for a spa day, or get them some sort of like certificate for a spa day, but last year when I did that, it was like you know we can you you can go after quarantine's over, and now it's mother's day twenty twenty
1: one
0: so you're like happy double mother's day, I know pretty much okay, so um anyway, what are some like historically i guess classic mother's Day things that you would get because I love the idea of the mouse and if anybody's listening and their mom actually needs a mouse, well, there you go. There's your first recommendation for two days from now.
1: <laughs> Good thing Best Buy's got them in stock all the time. Indeed. No, so, I mean, classic Mother's Day gifts. I mean, it, it all depends on the person, of course. You know, if if they love jewelry, if they love chocolates, if they love flowers. Uh, my wife does love all three of those things, so you can definitely never go wrong mm-hmm. uh, but for her, it's more about finding something that's personal uh that means a little bit more to her than just you know another gift and honestly we we're not big uh on mother's day or father's Day or valentine's day or honestly and like a lot of these just commercialized holidays because. We we try to show, you know, the, the love and respect to one another and, you know, throughout the family as well, throughout the year and not make it something, oh, everybody's doing it, so let's do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people would ask us, like, what are you guys doing for Mother's Day? I'm like, I, I, I can't, we are going, uh, we leave tomorrow to go to my mother-in-law's house uh, in Virginia, so we got a five-hour road trip tomorrow afternoon planned and we're going there for Mother's Day so that, you know, we haven't seen them since um, last summer and just to spend some time with them for Mother's Day and then come back. So that's our gift to my mother-in-law's, you know, being there for two days. And I actually don't think we're we're going out on Mother's Day. We're going the night before Hmm. uh, to a restaurant that uh, my brother-in-law works at. And, um, but yeah, that's basically it. No big plans, no big gifts or anything like that besides a mouse for my wife. (laughs) Um, you can put and, it in a box
0: and you just reveal it
1: from the box like that. Like, <laughs> well, and I I should have actually like gone and you know requested a review unit from Logitech or something. <laughs> Not even spent the money. That's the right? other. That's the other thing. Like, okay, so we're gonna get into another. This
0: is gonna be a bit of a segue into another topic, but that's another thing that I feel like us as tech reviewers yeah. and tech publication writers slash creators. That's another thing that we benefit from is that we we do have ins with so many of these companies. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to give too much away, but my parents have benefited from so many things that I don't think I need to, I don't need to actually like buy items for them because they just come in throughout the year anyway. Yeah, they live
1: in your house and they have the benefit of (laughs) exactly. you have 12 review units, you can, until they request it back, we can use it, right? Yeah. My mom is about to take the Note 20 from me and then my
0: dad is oh, about that's to take a nice phone. Yeah, my my dad is going to take the uh the OnePlus 9 Pro from me once I review once I'm done reviewing it. Like so there are benefits to all of these things. So um that's why to me it's like usually experiences like we take them out to places mm. we have a really good meal. And that's really that's all I ask for whenever it's like my celebrations also. Like my birthday is around the time of Father's Day. And since my dad and I are kind of foodies, uh, my dad is not really able to eat as much as he used to when he was younger, obviously. But we usually just pull those two things together and we just go out for a really good meal. That's really all I say. Like these yeah. restaurants that I watch on the cooking shows, I want to go to those restaurants. Like that's the only thing I always say every year. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the items that might, I'm, I'm saying might, I don't want to, I'm not giving anything away by saying this, but I, I think I might be able to check it out. How much on Fandroid do you cover, like, televisions and whatnot?
1: Uh, We do from time to time. I mean, we cover everything Android, so there's quite a few Android TVs that are out there. So um, we've only physically reviewed a half dozen to a dozen over the years just because it's, it's hard to get a TV sent to you and set up and... Uh, more often than not, they ask for it back. So after you've reorganized your furniture in your office to fit this 56-inch TV in your office for three <laughs> weeks and you have to reorganize your life just to get it out, and they have... Yeah. Uh, it, it, it Reviewing TV, like, a lot of people complain about, you know, there's so many smartphones to review, there are so many TVs to review, and it is a physical hassle yeah. to review a TV. I'm learning
0: that. So... It opened up during quarantine last year, where for pocket now I was able to check out a Vizio 75-inch, and now I still have it, and again, this is one of those items that my family, everyone in my family has benefited from because of the work that I do, Um, and this past week, Hisense had their event, and I got a a box of goodies um, ahead of the event, which kind of tells me, like, oh, okay, so they got me
1: on a list, so
0: (laughs) I'm looking forward to these TVs. Did you, by chance, catch this... uh, this announcement
1: i i did in passing i i someone else covered it for us okay um but it might have been
0: in. yeah it might have been my favorite announcement event like since quarantine started because let's put it this way when we go physically to launch events they're always a good time because we're somewhere else but as far as all of the virtual events that have happened for the myriad of products that have come out in the past year they're all like there's a certain amount of campiness and scoffing that we do when we watch these online ones because it's like they're they're you know the PR people or the marketing people are not good actors they're not good at exuding like Like, like the, 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 the sentiment that they're trying to uh, give off, like all the Samsung events, they're always like, Ooh, we think you're really going to love it. And like, they got the whole Apple thing, you know, Apple might have got, they might have the crown for best presentation, but they're still like, you know, you're listening to it and it's just all marketing jargon being thrown at you. Right. I it's have, a sales pitch. It's a sales pitch. It's 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 literally just like a pitch email being read out loud to you. <laughs> so um HiSense, on the other hand, I didn't know HiSense had so many celebrities in their influencing like category. Uh, they had Joel McHale, star of community from years back. Um they had him as the person Presenting these TVs. And I for the half hour that these TVs were all being announced, I was genuinely laughing. Like from the gut, laughing because Joel McHale was delivering such good sarcasm and such good um, like he was really doing a good job. It might be my favorite product announcement, but in any case, all the TVs hitting multiple price brackets, U L E D TVs that use high as quantum.tech. Um, and yeah, I mean, these all All these TVs look really great. Um, It's kind of hard to speculate on televisions unless there's like a killer app or a killer feature that's in them. But honestly, all of these are looking pretty good. And one thing I do love, especially in the age of the new gaming consoles, there are a bunch of features that are being put into almost all the TVs that benefit anyone with a PS5 or an Xbox Series uh, console. And that's someone like me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I tweeted out, I need this gaming TV, the U8G with the variable refresh rate, FreeSync premium, 120 hertz refresh rate, um, low latency modes and whatnot. And that's oh, like I'm the only thing is now that I have the Vizio 75 inch, if I am able to get in with Hisense, it's like you said, um, we're going to have to uproot other parts of the house just to have these TVs as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I've reviewed uh, two Hisense TVs before and they're really good. Uh, I actually got to speak with uh, some of the product engineers uh, mm. because I was having uh, some some issues and they, they got me on the phone with conference call with uh, some of their product engineers who had actually worked on building that specific model and you know just going through some of the features uh, that I was having issues with. Uh, so they're very attentive to detail and want to make sure that the experience that you're having is Optimal, not. I mean, not just from a standpoint of you're reviewing advice, and they want you to make sure you're reviewing a perfect device. Uh, but then going back, and you know, they were emails back and forth for weeks. Once, even once my problem was resolved, to make sure it wasn't an issue with a broader audience as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it, it's one of those things where you know you, you stumble upon a, a great company, and the products that they offer are great. Um, and Hisense always. Um, at CES, every every time that we're there, always surprises me. They, their booth is typically right up front uh, in Central Hall, typically right by Intel or Qualcomm, depending on where Intel or Qualcomm have their booth every year. But the TVs that they show off are just jaw-dropping and a lot of times look significantly better than what even Samsung and LG have to offer,
0: in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But it's so funny, like when we go to CESs. I mean, I I suppose it would be CES in particular, um, because I don't think I've ever really seen high sense at any of the other shows we go to. Maybe IFA, but the actual booth itself seems so utilitarian like you kind of even if they're front and center you kind of just blow past it unless you're interested Mm -hmm. in the tvs themselves meanwhile if you look at their online presence Hisense has Joel McHale they have Dwayne Wade like they have all of these awesome people on their payroll and it's like whoa um we should be seeing more of that because having that connection to people who are recognizable to who would ever to whoever would be watching stuff on their tvs like that's that's the connection they need to make more often during their shows and in their marketing
1: Mm -hmm. Um, well and they do they do a lot of marketing uh around sports events here in the u.s Mm -hmm. uh around so if you watch the nba you'll see hisense commercials if you watch not so much football but uh a lot of nba commercials um, And then, if you watch soccer as well, you'll see a lot of high sense commercials. So those are those are the markets that they're going after a lot, as far as you know, male demographics, as far as you know, getting commercials in front of them. But yeah, I mean, the products are really good, and I think last time, the, uh, what's it? Last CS twenty twenty twenty, right? That was last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They had they had a the couple. The last time I saw year- you. <laughs> They had a couple of European soccer stars there as well. Oh, yeah. That they yeah. had brought in. That is true. Uh, and so they had like a meet and greet with some of the soccer stars. I forget who it was, uh, but they were bigger names. So, I mean, if, if you if you love sports and, you know, you want a brand that's interacting with the sports on the sponsorship side, but also the promotional side, um, you know, Hisense has, has you covered on that end. And the products are, as I said, really good. Mm-hmm yeah i
0: i implore all tech companies to take a page out of Sense's playbook for this particular event because it was genuinely fun to watch like you had Joel McHale's signature sarcasm, and the spokesperson from Hisense, um, they, the dynamic they created was the Hisense representative was just so happy to be partnered up with a Hollywood star or like a TV star. And um, every time he would say something, he would like nudge Joel McHale like, right, right? And Joel would always be like, don't touch me. <laughs> like it's just, The dynamic was hilarious. And then at one point they, they- That's great. And at one point they announced like the most expensive TV and um, the spokesperson is just talking through all of the uh, all of the specs and saying, oh, yeah, it's a great it's a great TV. That's why it's priced the way that it is. And we, we know you guys are going to really love it. And then Joel McHale, he appears out of nowhere with a crowbar and he's like, and the best part about this is a shatterproof screen. And he acts like he's about to hit it. I'm like, no, Joel, don't. <laughs> It's like you already broke one during rehearsal, Joe. We told you not to do that again. <laughs> like that's a genuinely Tesla cyber funny. truck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Trying genuinely funny window? and like there's just they, they did a good job. Um finally they had like I think the CEO of HiSense come on and talk through the company's philosophies and whatnot and then it cuts to Joe McHale and the representative like starry-eyed just watching him and like they're in awe of the CEO. <laughs> it's like these are all good things. This is the way you do it. Um, and I think I saw a lot of people on Twitter agreeing as well. Like this is a genuinely fun product announcement. We should see more of this.
1: Well, and a lot of people don't know. Hisense uh, does sell smartphones as well. Not in the U S not in Europe, mm-hmm. but they have a lot in of in other Asia, product categories. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to hisense.com here in the U S and you'll only see TVs and, you know, their home appliances and stuff. But if you check out their international sites, uh, you'll see a wider breadth of uh, product portfolios you know, tablets smartphones uh, wearables as well uh, they're just not present in the US with those products but yeah. I'm sure they want to be within you know the near future oh yeah totally. All right. Well, um,
0: again, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a chill podcast, just kind of going through some of the stories that happened this past week. Um, not a whole lot of like big news. Um, like I said, a lot of the websites I go to are just mainly talking about Apple versus all the streaming, (laughs) uh, Apple versus Epic, all this stuff. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, also, um, Facebook potentially, uh, keeping the ban on uh, the former president, 45 on 45, Um, and I think a lot of us are like, yeah, yeah, keep the ban. Uh, Twitter's keeping the ban, so Facebook should keep the ban as well, but it is what it is. Um, Real quick, um, last week I had Jaime on, and... Uh, Jaime was able to come on and we talked about Apple's announcements from last week. He actually did get his hands on AirTag, which is, again, I'm going to mention it every single time that Apple makes AirTag the plural. It's not AirTags. It's kind of like moose. It's a, Is moose a good example or geese? No, you not have geese. three AirTag. Yeah, that's literally how you're supposed to say it. That and, is um, stupid. <laughs> did you follow Apple's stuff last week at all? Like, we don't have to talk about it at length, but I'm curious if you did at all. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. So, any thoughts? Yeah, it was
1: a pretty, pretty interesting announcement. I, honestly, like the yeah, AirTag, I, that's gonna AirTags. There's an S at the end. I don't care what they think. Yeah, all, well, um, a bunch
0: of publications are definitely just going ahead with AirTags. But it's funny on the packaging and in Apple's like actual marketing for it, it's always AirTag for some reason. So
1: yeah, I mean, so here's my thing. Everyone's coming out and being like, "Yeah, this is amazing," and I'm like didn't Samsung just do this before Apple did and nobody got that excited about it at Mm all? Well,
0: isn't the argument there that the Apple network is like a billion times bigger than any other network for
1: this kind of thing? Only in the United States of America. That's the only country in the world where Apple has a majority or a lead over Samsung. Okay. That is the only I mean a lot of people have world. iPhones in Europe right and, and like they're... iPhones in Europe are like 14 percent of the market oh I mean I've seen a lot of uh, just in speaking the US, anecdotally they, I've seen a lot of locals in the US with they're are about 35 to 40 percent of the market oh. Samsung making up another 30-ish percent of the market and the rest divided up by other manufacturers in Europe they're only like 15 percent of the market. Samsung being 30 to 35% and then split between other Chinese manufacturers and that's the US is the only market in the world where they have that advantage. Mm. You know maybe Canada as well but um, yeah I mean so yes US press is making a big deal about it but honestly like if you're anywhere else in the world it really doesn't matter. You don't have that advantage.
0: Mm. So it would be better to use SmartTag Plus rather than air tag that that's correct right that's what samsung calls their yeah. smart tag right yeah
1: yeah so i mean it's it's one of those things where it's you know it's yeah it it's great you'd be able to find it but honestly like most pe- even those who use tile which don't have a infrastructure of you know just using mobile devices as your network but just using other tile subscribers to do it I, you know, I've used Tile in the past. I have quite a few friends that have Tile as well, and, and none of them seem to complain about being able to find their things when they have Tile. Fair. Right? Um, I, I, I still think... there are significantly fewer Tile subscribers. Yeah. Like, they, they, they were breaking it down by block, you know, if you're, like, in New York or San Francisco— the amount of people with an iPhone versus the amount of people with a tile subscription. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that still hasn't stopped anybody from finding their tile device.
0: Okay, fair. Um, I feel like the, just the sense of security might be a little bit better on the Apple uh, side because of how robust that network of users might be. And I, personally, I'm really interested in trying them out because I actually want to do one of those tests, um, not necessarily in comparison to Smart Tag or um, tiles. But I just want to get a pack of them and then go to, because Disneyland opened up again, so I kind of want to put one on, like, whoever I'm going with, and then just be like, let's split up, and then I can track them throughout Disneyland. Like, that's sort of, if there is that level of functionality and robustness to it, like, I could see myself and Issa using AirTags to just keep an eye on one another when we're at trade shows or we're out and about in some foreign city or something, you know, like... That would be. But that's what find my iPhone
1: is for. Okay,
0: see, I heard and that. There's, a- and and there's apps on your phone that will do that too. Now, see, I heard <laughs> that, that a- have been there for like five years. Well, Issa said that as well. But I. But the 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 wrinkle in that is um, that would require us to always have our iPhones on us. At least an AirTag is something we could just like have in a pocket or in a bag. And if something does happen, we go back to our
1: iPhones, which we don't use as daily devices. That's the reason why. And Josh, check up. On I'm going to. S- I'm going to stop you right there because that assumes that you're going to have an iPhone with you that you're then going to leave at your hotel room. It's going to well, be in your bag. Come on, you're at a trade show. Your phone's going to be with you all know, the time. I don't know, maybe not. Like, it's never really been the case for me. Like, I, I have, my dailies are Android. Also, you, you don't need an iPhone. You don't need an iPhone. You can do Find My, find my Phone uh, for Like uh, on for a browser. And,
0: well, no, because well, AirTag, AirTag don't work on Android, though.
1: No, but you you can do it. You can do it with Android. You can just track somebody's phone with Android. Uh, yeah, but that still assumes that still a assumes that that,
0: will, that still assumes that both users or either user will have the iPhone on them at all times. And I still don't think I would.
1: I know Esa probably would. No, because, you do, you don't need an iPhone. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you can do it with an Android phone. Fair. Still, like it's at least at least it's a little item.
0: And, and it could be smart tag also. At least it's a little item that you don't, because what happens if something happens, the phone runs out of battery or gets turned off, right? So there's still wrinkles in the, in the find my phone area while the Air Tag is like perpetually on. So like, same thing I with guess. the
1: tile. You know what I mean? When was last time your phone ran out of battery, Josh? Well,
0: if, if, if I get- if, I'm if trying I, to poke holes in your story. If that's I, I or Isa get
1: kidnapped, the first thing they're
0: doing is killing the phone. That's all I'm saying (laughs) like that's (laughs) that's my main thing and like Mm -hmm. I literally had my bag stolen in uh, in in Barcelona and find my phone didn't do shit for me because every phone was turned off immediately once they got a chance to turn it off. So like it's it's all like there are still wrinkles throughout the whole thing. Meanwhile, I keep thinking in my head if I took out an iPhone that uh, that wasn't in that bag, ideally the AirTag that would have been in that in that bag is Pinging off of all the other iPhones in the vicinity, and I could tell the the cops like, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is where it is." So that's that's the scenario I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you though. There are other ways of doing it. It's just I feel like there's a certain level of like with both AirTags and SmartTags, there there's a certain level of um, there there's there, there's less of those wrinkles in the system is what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, I I just I, I'm not saying it's a bad product. I'm not saying it's something that we shouldn't have or don't need. I it's just bothered me that it's gotten so much attention when there have been products on the market that do the exact same thing. Oh, it's the Apple effect, and as always. it's the It's totally the Apple effect, and to the point of, you know, Apple has a better network. That only applies if you live in the United States of America and doesn't apply in any other country on the planet.
0: I would say it applies most to the U.S. Because, again, I keep thinking to myself, like, there are a lot of people with iPhones. Like it's, well, there's still a yes,
1: lot. there are there are a lot of people, yeah. but go anywhere else in the world, there are more people with Samsung other phones. Things. There yeah, are more people fair. with other, you know, if if you're looking for network effect, yeah, other other brands have b- bigger network effects. I
0: would say both, then, especially in the case of AirTag versus SmartTag. I I, I guess in that case, with a ro- more robust network of users that have devices that are in the rest of the catalog of said company. Um, I think that makes more sense than like a tile where it's always looking for another tile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: so the the next part of this though would be Google getting in on it mm-hmm. and making it a baseline and system and activating all of the microchips uh, in our vaccines and like <laughs> well <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boost us to six G. I mean no, but Google getting in on it and activating on a system level on Android. Mm-hmm. And so, as I was saying, you know, Apple only has you know a, about a fifteen percent market share over in Europe. Imagine activating the eighty-five percent market share that Android has mm-hmm. within smartphones, and using that as your network, and ha- you know that being your network effect. Um, you know, you can al- already track an Android device, you know, when it's stolen with, via GPS, but build in an you know an Android tag or whatever they want to call it, baseline system that. Kyle would be able to, you know, take advantage of, or any other third-party manufacturer who wants to create a tracking device be able to, you know, piggyback on. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily something that you know Google is building, you know, just for themselves, but uh, you know, as a platform-wide system for for tracking. I think that could have a big effect. Um, and then for me, that that's what I would get excited about because it's not just something specifically for Apple users; it's for The other two-thirds of the world.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, We'll see. Who knows? IOs in weeks. So we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of rumors about uh, improvements to Wear OS and some other things on the platform for for Uh, mobile devices. Pixel 5a, hopefully i mean i'd be looking forward to if, that personally if so yeah, yeah if so
0: um all right well uh <laughs> i didn't realize we were going to go at length about the air tag but you know it th- is a very interesting conversation because like all of the security and whatnot uh involved with it is also a hot topic and we talked about that last week with jaime um but in any case we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of a break we do have some device talk uh one in particular that nick actually has on hand and we'll talk through that after the break Before we get into the actual device that is in or rather on um, on Nick's nose right now, <laughs> um, I was going to say in yeah. your hands and then you leaned it on your nose. Um, there was one thing I wanted to mention. This happened literally this morning. Um, an update was pushed out to the, our favorite
1: wearable of all time, <laughs> the OnePlus Watch. <laughs> I have been waiting for this update to do my review. Uh, So the update uh, gives a a couple of things, but the main one being an always-on display for the OnePlus Watch.
0: Okay, so...
1: I made it clear in my review, like, mine was
0: kind of a review. Like, I, I, I pretty much was just saying, here's what worked and what didn't so far. I may revisit it. I don't know. Always on display has never really been, like, a huge priority for me
1: on any wearable, to be honest. And I'm um, personally, I love always on displays because, I, I don't know, if you're going to have a watch, it should show the time at all times. Yeah, but um, you're not looking at it. So like <laughs> w- what if it's just sitting on my desk like I don't wear my watch all the time a lot of the, when I had my corporate job I'd get to work and part of my ritual of you know getting set for the day was getting to my desk taking my watch off and placing it on my desk mm-hmm. uh, just because I I don't want you know a big metal watch clanking around on my desk and my keyboard all day long and you know scuffing at my watch and you know just weighing me down during the day yeah um, so I I'm not wearing my watch right now usually i i have it on my desk but if you don't have an always on display it's not showing the time mm, right fair. yeah the, so i guess for me it's yeah, always I'm,
0: it always comes back to the same thing which is like when i want to look at it is when i raise my wrist so yeah okay but
1: then for me i'm not wearing my watch so uh, yeah, i can't you yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't do that so the, i haven't installed the update on it yet because um the battery lasts so long and overnight my battery finally died on the watch but now Uh, but now now i'm charging but with this new feature (laughs) uh, battery life is going to be half
0: literally cut in half (laughs) apparently
1: um which isn't surprising i going from i they they say two weeks i haven't been able to get two weeks the max i've been able to go is 11 days on a single charge okay um if I use it uh, multiple times for exercise and GPS tracking, that goes down to about seven days. Uh, so if I have an always-on display, um, I'm assuming I should be able to get between four and f- six days, uh, depending on you know if I'm going for a run a couple times a week or not, um, which is double of what you get out of Wear OS. Uh, but I'll have to wait and see how it actually plays out. So I was mm-hmm. waiting on doing my full review of this device until the always on display update was released. So And you actually go start. running? Like you you I actually do, do yeah. that. So you'll be able to see if the GPS enhancements and the tracking is better. I just lift. It it so with with the last update that they gave that improved uh, location tracking, mm-hmm. it did significantly. It's still not perfect, but I went from Going on a six-mile run and coming back and the OnePlus watch only showing I went on a four-mile run, and because then it doesn't show, it doesn't always sync the map, so I don't know where it stopped tracking me, Uh, now I'm only losing, I I did an eight-mile run this past weekend, and I only lost a quarter mile, uh, which is significantly better than losing uh, two full miles. Mm. So it, the tracking has gotten better. Um, there might be some tracking improvements with this update as well. Who knows? I'll have to give it a try. But now I'm finally ready to say I can truly start my review because I don't think the software was ready for prime time yet. They shouldn't have sold the phone, the, the smartwatch yet yeah. with where the software was at launch.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, and as much as I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that... The updates make it an actual viable wearable. Because if I'm truly honest, of all the wearables that I've used recently, OnePlus nailed the design. Like it's still one of my favorite looking wearables of recent memory. Um, I like wearing that thing. Uh, it's just you gotta fix what's what's underneath the surface, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. Again, I don't care about always on display. Just make sure the notifications come in a little bit better. Um they're not as erratic, you know, all of those things. Those are the main portions of it that I prefer. Um okay, so speaking of hardware. We do have a phone on deck. I I don't know where. Okay, I don't I ne- I I got to review the A51 last year. But now you have the Samsung Galaxy A52. And, you know, we have a mid-ranger here. Um, you can give us your thoughts like you did the review very recently. When did you put your video out? Was it yesterday? Um, this morning. Oh, was it this morning? My bad. Um, About three hours ago. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be yesterday. Uh, but yes, the, um, the A52, which I'm looking at photos and I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like, just from a design aspect, because I know you, you were mentioning before the show that the camera hump seems a little bit contrived. But it looks a lot like the Note and the Galaxy S recent camera bumps just put on a mid-range phone, which I, I don't know why. That just makes me—that just, that just kind of—I that
1: I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> it looks more like the camera bumps on last year's devices because it doesn't meld into True. the— the top corners of the phone. Um, it but it, it they haven't given it any features to distinguish it from the body besides raising it up from the body. Yeah. Classic. Uh, so bump. there's there, there's no there's no accents around there there are kind of I don't know if you can see it here there are some some rings around mm-hmm. three of the camera sensors there that make it stand out a little bit. Yeah. And it could just be the color that I have, uh, the black. That just looks extremely plain. I've seen uh, the white version and I think there's the blue version as well, and they look to me a little bit better than the black version. But again, it is a plastic back phone um and if you don't like the design, put a case on it um i'm i I just like my phones to look a little bit better, but it, it it's not offensive in any way. It just doesn't stand out in any way for me,
0: yeah. All right, so as far as design is concerned, um, yeah, like those rings that are around it, that's a Note 20 Ultra-like thing, those rings that are around the the three sensors. uh, That's the last time I remember it. And yeah, like, so what we're looking at here is, what is the size of the display? Um, Why am I missing, where is that spec? Um, I'm looking at the Android Authority review of it right now. <laughs> oh, 6.5 inches. There you go. So yeah, you
1: have 6.5 a 6.5 f- inch, 1080p AMOLED mm-hmm. display. Full HD hertz at 120 hertz. That was the part I was going to bring up. 120 hertz. Yeah. So this is the first time that we've seen from Samsung, at least, a 120 hertz display at this price point at yeah. $499, which I, I think is pretty incredible. I mean, everyone loved the Galaxy. Uh, S20 FE last year with its great display at the price point. I think this kind of beats it. I mean, having a phone this cheap from Samsung with this great of a display is a huge positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, the everybody knows Samsung has some of the best displays on the market right now. It's typically the benchmark for you know, if does it have a Samsung panel? You know, it is it an you know an amoled display? What's the refresh rate? And if it usually comes down to, oh, it's a Samsung panel, you have no worries in that aspect. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of what Samsung is usually
0: putting into their main devices, uh, in at a more affordable price point. Uh Snapdragon 750G. So if you've been using that phone the most over the last, let's say five to six or seven days, um, have you been putting it through its performance paces? Like how has that been?
1: Yeah, I've I've been using it as my main device uh since the middle of last week and um it's not going to blow you away in terms of performance, but it still delivers enough punch to um anyone who's interested in some casual gaming. Um, yeah, what games have you cuz you 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 got off Wild Call Rift? Of I'm so Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah, Wild Rift. <laughs> no, I I did play Wild Rift on this phone a couple matches. Oh, okay. Um you Wild Rift really doesn't push it that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh just like Call of Duty doesn't seem to push it that hard. Uh you know, if Fortnite pushes it extremely hard, uh you'll if you're trying touch to, Fortnite. You, it I I don't either besides just playing a couple matches to see how a device holds up. Mm. Um but to get put it into perspective, loading up Genshin Impact, you'll have to tweak a lot of settings yeah. to have a playable experience yeah. at 30 FPS. Yeah, that's, the, it's most, still, that's it's the most that's the most intensive game right now for sure. It's still possible. I, I still I played over two hours of Genshin Impact on this uh over the last weekend and had an enjoyable experience. The phone did not heat up at all. Oh, okay. Uh but that's because the chipset is extremely well rounded, but um, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't heat up as as you know as high as a uh, Snapdragon eight eighty eight does. Every phone that we've used with a Snapdragon eight eighty eight, we've run into thermal throttling issues, where you know it, the phone just gets so hot that you see performance after you know f- ten fifteen minutes drop significantly if you're playing you know a heavy a heavy game. Oh yeah. Uh this, we're revving this that thing doesn't up doesn't have the time. Yeah, I mean this thing doesn't have the power to rev up to anywhere close to that, but it it's at an even temperature all the way across the board and you know playing 5 minutes or playing 30 minutes you're going to have the same experience. Yeah, awesome. Uh
0: with uh with Call of Duty and Wild Rift were you able to select
1: the higher refresh rates cuz I know that that's um, uh not the ultra so no so i was able to do the the medium refresh rates mm-hmm. uh on that but i was able so if you do the medium refresh rates you can set the graphics to max on call of duty mobile ah uh, gotcha because that's so one you, of so it's that trade off of you one or the other you can set the graphics down lower for higher free refresh rates or set it the graphics quality higher for lower refresh rates see that's one of the
0: interesting things like we're noticing more mid-range devices coming out with these higher refresh rates but then they're not able to be taken advantage of in the places where probably most people would want
1: it to be like in these games it's it's interesting well, to, to, to me. be f- to, to be fair call of duty mobile maxes out at 60 fps unless you have a sony smartphone that's what i was about to say
0: there are phones yeah like
1: that that's it, the problem oh, with call of duty it, and wild an ex- rift is that yep. they only support
0: certain phones like you can turn Exclusive it on for all deals. phones but they only support certain phones that is really it is really bad yeah it's one of the main reasons why i actually do go back to the oneplus nine pro is because it's one of wild rift's official supported, supported devices yeah yep. it's annoying <laughs> um a few other things uh okay so the camera system now This is going to dovetail into a couple of final points I wanted to make here. But like the camera system, I'm assuming, um, because I don't have the A52, uh, that the main, like, like, like many phones, especially in this price range, the main sensor is going to be good. And that's about it.
1: <laughs> I, I would say the main sensor and the ultra wide. So it has a 64 megapixel main sensor, 12 mm-hmm. megapixel ultra wide. 5-megapixel macro, and 5-megapixel depth sensor. Um, Yay, as macro. you'd expect, the macro and the depth sensor completely useless. Throwaways, yeah. Throwaway. Um, but the the ultra-wide camera does surprisingly well. Uh, again, if it's well-lit conditions. Um, and, you know, at, at a phone at this price point, that's pretty much all you can expect mm-hmm. uh, besides, you know, holding up this phone here. This is the only phone I've done a camera comparison with uh, with this device. It's a Pixel 4a 5G, which sells for $499. So pretty even competitor uh, with this device. And of course, you can't compete with the Pixel 4a 5G when it comes to the cameras, mm-hmm. uh, especially the ultra wide because of you know Google's computational photography. But I was actually surprised. The main camera on this device, the 64 megapixel sensor, Stands up really well against the Pixel Four A Five G, and compared to so many other mid-range devices, and even some of those you know gaming specific devices that are selling for you know five hundred to six hundred dollars. Yeah, that, that's where I was. It does with this, yeah. it does a lot better than most of those you know gaming specific devices that you know they're they're trying to break into that category of having you know better cameras Um, I am extremely satisfied with the main camera on this device and one thing to note it also has a 32 megapixel selfie camera that can record 4k video at 30 frames per second and not only that it allows you to switch on-the-fly single file going from selfie video to rear camera video to ultra wide camera video Um, just Pressing the buttons without having to stop and start recording again, which, That's good. besides Samsung phones, uh, their flagship tier devices, I don't know any other devices that can do that unless you stop um, the video quality down all the way to 1080p. Mm. Um, because honestly, besides Samsung, there is No one within the Android space that's really pushing 4k video capture from the selfie camera. Yeah. And having a $500 device do this is if you're into video capture, this is the one for you if you don't have the budget to spend on the S21 lineup this year.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, and it is one of those features that we, you and I could vetch all the time about it. Like the moment we see <laughs> that the front-facing camera is not able to do more than 1080 at 30, like not even 1080 at yeah. 60
1: most of the time. It's 1080, like, 30, like, come on, yeah. you're not even trying. Or it's that 16-megapixel sensor everyone's been using for 17 years.
0: And the thing is, like, I've, I've sort of... Oppo and OnePlus. <laughs> and, and you know what, it's... It, I've opened up my, my 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 mindset on that a little bit, knowing that the TikTok generation will only because TikTok only supports 1080p uploads, so it makes sense to me in that sense. But you would still like to have a 4K video file, and then maybe like put it into an editor and output the 1080p file that will still be a better quality than the original native 1080p clip that you would have gotten otherwise. So there's all these weird things about it. Anyway, you brought up the other point that I wanted to like end the show with, which is now we have so many great options at around the five hundred dollar price point. You were talking to me about the A fifty two, and I brought up the Poco F three, and uh, the Poco F three is still honestly at at that price probably one of my favorite phones uh, because it has such good performance. It actually, um, it actually. Uh, uh, justifies a higher refresh rate screen because it has the performance to back it up. Um, and the games will support it more often uh, because of that Snapdragon 870. The thing is, you also have other phones like in your in your camp right now, like the Black Shark. You have um, at 500, you set the Pixel 4a 5G. So there's all these different priorities that these companies are making for the $500 price point, Pixel obviously being all camera. Though, I, to be fair though, it's still a better processor. The pixel actually,
1: the pixel actually has a better. The 4a5g has a better processor. Yeah, it's the it does. 765g. So, and we
0: all generally like the 765g. And the, and the software's better on the pixel phone, anyways. too. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. If we're being honest, yeah. Um, so where where do your priorities lie now that we have so many of these choices? Because personally, since I'm already a creative that uses cameras secondary to my phones, not secondary. My phone is my secondary camera. I already have other cameras. Mm-hmm. I love the gaming side of things. I love this Snapdragon eight eighty eight for five hundred dollars is a great prospect to me, or eight seventy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those things where we're at the point right now where at five hundred dollars, which if you go back five years ago, that was a cheap flagship phone, right? That wasn't a mid range, right? Yeah, based off of how much we were spending on devices. So to think that. Oh, it's a cheap phone these days. Seems kind of crazy, but compared to a thousand dollar phone, these are really good devices if you're on the market for, for a device that will deliver great performance and have really good cameras as well without having to shell out a thousand bucks. Um, I I was chatting with you and you know, mentioned that you know last year the Galaxy A51 was the second best-selling smartphone on the planet mm-hmm. beside second to the iPhone 11. Uh, it was right behind the iPhone 11, and then uh, Samsung had one other device within the top ten, and then all the other devices were you know Chinese brands that aren't available here in the U.S. And I think it speaks to The value that it offers, but also the availability of the phone itself. Mm. The Galaxy A52 is on every single cell phone provider on the planet. You can't, I mean, not, don't take me literally on that, but it's going to be the most available smartphone. It's even going to certain, India, and that's like yeah, that's quite the place well, to that, for it to go. When you have I mean, these other choices in India, <laughs> the A fifty two is specifically kind of built for the Indian market. Mm-hmm. Like that, these are the types of devices and the price range of devices that do really well in India for people who are looking for a good device but don't want to spend, you know, that thousand dollar price point. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a toss up as to which device you should buy. It really comes down to your personal priorities. Like we talked about, there's a couple gaming devices within that category that do really well. You can technically get, you know, the Snapdragon 870 or in some cases a little bit more, roughly $600 to get the 888 mm-hmm. in some of these gaming smartphones if you Gaming is your number one priority. You don't care about the camera. Not even just and gaming. Really the
0: performance, like because you, you're you're paying that mid-range well, price let's, let's for Well, let's be honest. Like,
1: game, the only reason you need that performance is for gaming. You Ultimately, don't really, yes, I agree. Right. Uh, no one's doing video like heavy video editing on their smartphone <laughs> or <More> productivity <laughs> right?
0: like multitasking stuff like that. But again, yeah. I agree. Well, with a that. lot of
1: a lot of these these budget gaming phones don't have the twelve gigabytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. right like, that's true some of them even you know they'll have a snapdragon 888 or an 870 with six gigabytes of ram because honestly that's all you need for gaming it's not like you're jumping from game to game and you don't need you know eight to twelve gigabytes of ram unless you're josh right and yeah, yeah I, was, jump, I was about to jump from genshin impact to wild, to wild rift. rift yeah you're <laughs> playing two games at once <laughs> pretty much like that, that that is
0: literally my flow these
1: days as like, your game is loading on wild rift you're over and genshin impact you know <laughs> Mean, monsters, a couple of new champions food.
0: were recently released and I'm getting to know one of them. Like I'm, yeah. I'm learning, so I'm, I'm into it. Um, no, but but yeah. The
1: nice thing is the, the, the availability of these different devices with different feature sets I think is very interesting. If you're into yeah. gaming, there's a gaming phone. If you're into taking pictures and you don't want to spend too much, there's a Pixel phone with an incredible camera. If you just want a well-rounded device that's going to have four years of security updates, Uh, and now they're saying three years of major Android releases as well, and a phone that you can buy in every single service provider, Samsung's got a phone for you there, and they're all roughly $500. It's not going to be the Samsung in particular. It's not going to be amazing at any one thing, but it's like you said, it's well-rounded. It'll get the job done. I mean, we were talking about gifts for Mother's Day. I think this is the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, Your mom wants to be able to take good pictures. She wants to be able to scroll Facebook. She wants battery life that lasts into mm-hmm. the night uh, this will get the job done she's not you know she's not I don't know your mom could be into call of duty mobile you where
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> get her a and boy, if she is if, if she that, is that's a cool in, mom who's rocking a black shark <laughs> and like using the triggers and yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I I do like this though, that um, it seems that this dynamic that's starting to appear, which I personally kind of adore. I like this trend that's happening where at the $1,000 price point, you're looking for a phone that does literally everything. I think that's something we can all agree on. And at the $500 price point, the manufacturers or the trend among the manufacturers is they're asking you to choose. They're asking you to Mm -hmm. prioritize. And I kind of like that a lot. It's a great way of... I think the market in 2021, even with everything that has happened in the last year, has sort of blossomed into, there's a ton of choice. And if you as the user know exactly what it is you need the most, man, you've got a lot of great choices out there.
1: Yeah. I love it. The only issue is a lot of these phones that we did mention, besides the Samsung, they're hard to find or, yeah. or are only available online. And so if, you, yeah. so if she, you're the person I, who walks through the service provider or a retailer to buy a phone, you're not going to yeah. find these devices,
0: it, which is what I was expressing in our chat the other time was, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a shame because I, I truly think that a phone like the Poco F3, um, could dominate, like, remember when honor used oh, it totally to totally should. Yeah. Do you remember when honor used to dominate Amazon sales? before mm-hmm. the ban but like but Poco could totally do that. Um even Xiaomi could do that with like a Mi 11X. Like it's it's it 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 sucks that that that's not more of a thing. And we could see such diversity in our smartphones these days uh, among discerning buyers of course. Like like you said, these yep. are these are the people who would go on Amazon and not go into a carrier store. But still, I oh man, it would be great to go to like an Amazon uh top list and see these because it makes sense that they would dominate but they're not there um all right well uh, i think that pretty much handles everything um mother's day is in a couple of days so to all of, i mean i don't know how many mothers listen to this but happy mother's day uh, happy mother's day to your fam and to your wife uh, say hi for me um and yeah i think that should pretty much do it uh nick uh, aside from the galaxy a52 video you just put out which of course we we talked about in this show is there anything else you want to plug
1: uh, I don't know. It's been a long week. I'm ready for it to be done. I do have, as you mentioned, the Black Shark uh, is on my desk. I'm going to do my review Waiting sometime next week. Uh Oh, I I will tease. Um, I just got in the mail the ZTE 30 Ultra, the mm-hmm. Axon 30 Ultra, uh, which I'm going to be doing an unboxing and a camera test. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as possible maybe going up tomorrow uh, I have to see how much time I want to continue working today so stay tuned for that awesome alright
0: well with all of that said let's go ahead and get into the outro starting now all of the links for Nick Gray, Fandroid, and myself are all in the show notes, so you can follow us across the interwebs. From there, you can head over to Pocketnow.com for all of the latest headlines. Uh, find Pocketnow on social media at Pocketnow, and then, of course, head over to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Pocketnow for content that is coming out pretty much every single day. With all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this episode of the Now Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will see you in our next episode.